I'm Heather Parry, and this is my co-host, Kirsty Logan. Hi, Heather. Hey, Kirsty. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about Funhouse by the fantastically named Diane Ho. And this book is from 1991. Ah, you see, I thought it might be late stage. Uh, apparently horror. not. Apparently mm. not. One of the earlies, I, so it says. I was looking up um, Point Horror on Wikipedia, that source of... Accurate information. that's what we do in our free time now. It really is. It's becoming <laughs> an issue. But um, it, they said something about the amount of books they'd produced in like four or five years, and it was absolutely ridiculous. Like, they must have been churning them out, mm-hmm. which explains the quality of some of them. Some of them it shows. Yes. This one? Maybe not. Mm, well, let's see. Tell me about this book. Um, so the cover, Funhouse, is written in hot neon pink in a great font very jaggy sort of rare i do like that font yeah and uh the cover is an illustration and it's in a theme park i which i think looks like uh blackpool pleasure beach Mm -hmm. which i imagined this entire book to be in blackpool pleasure (laughs) beach which became confusing at some point uh but the fun house um is has like pirate and witch faces on it and a evil clown face on the front and the door is opening for a shaft of light to go towards the reader shaft shaft of light that's a t- <laughs> I don't know that just sounded great when you said it shaft of light that's a typical phrase I that's know. not me over sexualizing it is it is clearly I, my mind's just in the gutter today <laughs> and um the tagline tells us you can die laughing which i think uh, probably true yeah, I think a guy did die laughing. I think he had a heart attack while laughing. Really? Apparently. So they say. Um, I remember I loved this book as a kid. It was one of my favourites. And I think it was just because I thought it was really kind of glamorous because I grew up in like a small town in the Midlands. So this idea of like having a theme park right on the beach was like so cool and glamorous to me and I really liked it. Oh, yeah, that is quite cool, isn't it? And clearly yeah. I was a moron because it's terrible. But <laughs> <laughs> One of my best friends currently lives down in Hastings and they have like arcades on the beach. Um, and we spent so much money in there mm-hmm. <laughs> as 31-year-old people. Um, so it still has some pull. Yeah, I still find it quite appealing. But I really like kind of theme parks and stuff. And I'm a bit obsessed with them because um, when I was a kid there were two theme parks not at beaches that we used to go to. And I looked them both up recently and they've both been abandoned. Mm. So you can find all these creepy pictures. They're called Camelot and um, Gulliver's World, the other one was. And you can find all these creepy pictures online of all the rides that I remember from my childhood. They're all like abandoned and graffitied and covered in we should go. dirt and stuff. I know. We I should know. do a road trip. I know. It's just creepy when you see like something from your childhood that's abandoned like that. Mm. It's really strange. Anyway, let's get right into Funhouse. I'm really trying hard not to sing the song. Funhouse, a whole lot of fun, prizes to be won. It's not that much fun though. What, the show? Uh, no. Oh, the, <laughs> the Funhouse. The, the show was oh, yeah. untouchable. Yeah, there was a guy at my high school um had been on Funhouse and <laughs> I really fancied him and I don't 
to this day know whether that's why I fancied him. I imagine it was. <laughs> For my 21st birthday party, we had a dress-up party and you had to come as a kid's TV character from mm-hmm. like the 80s and 90s. Oh, you would have loved it. I'm just that's realizing. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I was um, Super Ted, and my best friend Ellie was Danger Mouse. Um, and my boyfriend at the time was Pat Sharp. And I bought him a red bomber jacket and then sewed Funhouse on the back of it. And he got, a, got it. he got the mullet wig. Oh my God. Has he still got that jacket? Because I, I want it. I don't know, I don't speak to him now. <laughs> well, I would like you to make me a Funhouse bomber jacket, please. I would also like to say that there was someone who came as Inspector Gadget with an arm from the arm <gasps> that came out of the back of his jacket. And someone who came as both Chip and Dale. That is cool. Isn't that really cool? Like half and half? That was a great party. That's very cool. If if they were going to extend the time period, I could be Edna Mode from The Incredibles, because I think I look like her. Oh, yeah. You totally <laughs> do. <laughs> I can see that now. You'd make a great Edna Mode. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just need to dye my hair black. Okay. Let's get into Funhouse. Okay. So, we get right into it. Right, the plot goes boom right at the beginning. So we meet Tess Landers, who witnesses the roller coaster crash, which, quote, killed Dade Lewis, destroyed Sherry Buchanan's face, and separated Joey Furman forever from his left leg. So pretty dramatic. That's the first page. However, don't worry, because we now have three pages of backstory. Okay, fantastic. So, you know, starts well, and then... Let's just hold back a bit. Destroyed Sherry Buchanan's face. <laughs> Destroyed her face. Destroyed her face. I imagine it completely caved in. Yeah. Like something's hit the middle and the entire structure of the skeleton has fallen away. Not just like damaged her face, but destroyed. Destroyed. Her. Ooh. That was pretty bad. But mm. you're not going to find out for ages because we need all the backstory first. Of course. So here's the backstory. We're at the boardwalk in Southern California, which I find really unusual because. Um, Usually in point horror books, they don't actually say where they're mm. set, which I always quite liked. It was this kind of sense of America as just this kind of mass of, you know, cornfields and homecoming dances and never differentiated in any way. So I find that interesting that it says specifically Southern California. Although I completely glossed over that and it is Blackpool in my head. <laughs> just to preface this, have you ever been to Blackpool Pleasure Beach? Yes. Okay, good. Just so we're on the same page. As a child. Okay. I don't really remember it that well. Oh, it's worth returning oh, to. Oh, I can't wait. Oh. It's got a great queer scene now, hasn't it? Has it? Apparently. We should go for a road trip weekend. Yeah. That'd be great. That sounds fun. Let's do it. Um, so, the only thing is, I fell into an internet pit, like you do, because um, I was like, oh, Southern California, so this must be a real place. So I looked it up, the name of the town where they live. Um, I don't think it is a real place in Southern California, because there's a place called that in Mexico, but there's just a road. Um... And then, yeah, I just absolutely fell into a pit because I started looking up houses in Southern California to see what the houses were like, where they would have lived in this book. They're huge. Well, they're not actually as much as you would think because you can get a four-bed house for 1.5 million, which is cheaper than London. Yeah, true. And this is now not in the 90s. Although, mm, see, I know a friend who lives in Charleston and they got, like, a really big house for, like, $400,000. Wow. I think that's quite pricey for American prices. I mean, well, that's true. Houses are a lot cheaper there aren't they mm, and bigger just well, huge really and everyone's got like tracks of land around them you know what I mean I oh, everyone, everyone. Well, yeah. <laughs> literally everyone in America literally everyone lives on a ranch 
I also found I really looked at a lot of houses in Southern California, like you do, and um, they all have that weird um, interior design where everything is beige, except they don't call it beige, they call it champagne. Oh, no, you can't yeah. champagneify beige. But that's what everything everything's like. Really? It's all, you know, the kind of huge rooms, like really wide rooms, but very low ceilings. Mm. Um, anyway. <laughs> and clearly we've been spending our time really productively lately. Are we on deadline? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Tess, when she was 13, her parents divorced. This is all, we've been, we've seen the crash and they're like, I know you want to hear about the crash. Let me well, just let tell me... you Tess's entire backstory. So when she was 13, her parents divorced and her dad married Shelley. Then at 17, they split up and Tess went with Shelley, which seems weird to me. Because she has only known Shelley for a few years, but okay. It, that just made me think that her dad must have some sexual abuse history. Oh, which shit. Is why they wouldn't leave a girl with him. You've made this book so much darker. Yeah, sorry. Fuck. Okay, anyway. I mean, we've um, already had a destroyed face. It's going well, quite dark. That's true, that's it true. gets darker. It does get quite dark. It does dark. get very dark. Um, the only thing... I feel quite sorry for Tess, actually, even though she's horrible, because neither, neither parent seems to like her. Like, her dad doesn't care that she's gone to live with her stepmom, or ex-stepmom, even... And then her stepmom doesn't really like her either because she immediately goes on a massive holiday and leaves Tess alone in the house. Okay, then. I think it's quite interesting. Um, you, we don't, you don't often have a point horror heroine who has an unstable background. Oh, that's true. Isn't it? Yeah. And that's why do you true. think she's awful? She's just nasty. Is she? I don't think she's very nice. Clearly you like this book more than I do. <laughs> we'll get into that. I just think she's a shallow, stupid bitch. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't know if the word just should have come before that <laughs> sentence. Clearly, just, I, you know, I don't really have much in opinion. I maybe I was grumpy when I I just more than I've her. hated any other human. <laughs> I mean, I'm neutral apart from my hate. <laughs> I didn't get that she was a bad guy. Oh, well, I'll get into why I think that. Okay, anyway. So, um, however, she's one of two children, and the other, <laughs> her brother, who stayed with the dad, he is called. Guy Joe Jr. Guy Joe, no. Because if you have a name like Guy Joe, I mean, you got to pass that shit on. Guy Joe, you can't Guy have it. Guy Joe. You can't have two uh, one-syllable first names. No. No, it just doesn't work. Guy oh, Luan, I suppose, would be better. I mean, I guess, but you don't get many people called just Lou. Mm-hmm. Unless it's short for Louise. True. So you'd be Louise Anne. Yeah. Guy Joe sounds like um, a Japanese word for foreigners. Yeah, Isn't it? yeah, yeah. That's oh, the guy Joe. Or just, yeah, to mean like a bloke. Yeah. Guy Joe over there. <laughs> Mr. Man <laughs> over there. Guy, guy Joe. Joe Jr. That's the worst. Anyway. Guy Joe Jr. Sounds like you're stuttering. Guy Joe Jr. Anyway. God, Guy Joe Jr. So he stayed with the dad, and we're told that Tess is really annoyed about this, which I don't really know why. Yeah, she I don't... doesn't really like her dad. No, I guess consider she doesn't like anyone. Think about this, though. This is why I don't think she's a bad guy. Um, a bad guy to a junior. Bad, bad guy go junior. <laughs> Can't even do it. That's a real tongue twister. Bad guy, Joe Jr. Um, guy go junior. Sorry. <laughs> I'm stuck in it now. I'm stuck. Um, if you... So what happened to their mum? She must have died, I think. I think she must have died. Mm-hmm. So your mum's dead and your dad marries someone else. So you get used to her. And then they divorce, and your dad doesn't really want you. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's hard. Horrible. That's hard for a teenager. That I, I okay, think... maybe maybe I'm gonna 
be a bit softer on She's Justin. searching for a little bit of identity and family, I think. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Anyway, um, anyway, so Tess now lives with Shelley in a place called The Shadows. And you're like, really? Who the fuck would call a housing development The Shadows? That's terrible. I do live on Murder Row. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Death Pit, so <laughs> The Shadows sounds quite nice. I live in Hell. Oh, no, Hell sorry. Hell <laughs> <laughs> really good but someone's made that joke before there must be yeah i can't i can't be original (laughs) there is another um character name in this as well that is it is too much it is absolutely jump the shark but we'll get to it oh my god there's a few actually anyway so we also meet we're still not at the crash by the way we're still in backstory so then we meet gina gambioni is that how you would say that i would say jamboni because it's GG, isn't it? Gina Jamboni? You're right. Jamboni? Gina Jamboni. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Because he calls her Jamboni. Yeah. As in jam, the food. Boney. But then how like would you hear it skinny. any differently? Because that's exactly what you're saying, the words jam and boney. Well, maybe it's jambone. And he calls her Jamboni. Jambione. 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 But there's no I. There is an I. Jambione. Oh, is there? Yeah. Hmm. That's how I've written it in my notes. Yeah, maybe we've just written it down differently. Maybe. Anyway, anyway whatever it so is. Gina G. I think, yeah, Gina G sounds quite hot to me, I think. She sounds like my type. She is short, curvy, has sh- short, dark, curly hair, and she wears a red silk dress to church. Mm. I think she sounds quite hot. Also, we always go into the queer subtext. Tell me if this is not queer subtext. Gina dated a lot. Because everyone, girls and guys, like to be around her. Which I... suggests that she dates girls and guys. Yep, and everyone fancies so. her. Mm-hmm. And she takes her pick of all of them. I also noted that down as queer subtext. Although she does, it is definitely subtext because she doesn't actually go on a date with any females. No. We're or told mention that, them. We're told that she's a bit of a hoe. Yeah. She's always uh, the uh, main character who's never forgotten Tess. Mm-hmm. Um, That's she's... how... Unique and interesting <laughs> Tess is. We well, can't no, remember her name. To be honest, it's the sheer amount of characters in this book, which I will get into <sighs> later because I have made an exhaustive list, um, is overwhelming. Like There's, there's so absolutely many. unnecessary you don't, amount don't of characters. Need all these bland characters. And so many of them have like an entire family, and you just don't need that, do you? No. Although for the plot, you do. Anyway, I'm sure there would have been a way around it. Anyway, so we're still in backstory we speaking of stupid names we also find out that gina is dating beak beak who that's a nickname because he's got a big nose i think oh maybe because it's not his real name it's a nickname however she fancies dos beecham which are you hearing wurzel gummidge in your head because that's (laughs) what i think dos beecham is like a wurzel gummidge character but i am now (laughs) Doss Beecham. Oh, he's from, like, Wind in the Willows. It just makes me feel awful. I just picture him as an actual scarecrow. (laughs) Doss. It's bad, isn't it? And someone mentions his real name at some point. Oh, is it not Doss? Doss is a nickname. But I can't remember what it was, and it was just as bad. (laughs) No, maybe there's a reason he's called Doss Beecham. Anyway, we also find out... We're still not the crash, by the way. We're still in backstory. We also find out that Tess has just broken up with her boyfriend, Sam. Sam Oliver. Sam Oliver. Finally, we're at the crash. Fucking great. Um, so the crash is quite dramatic, actually. Um, a mother and small child are crushed. Ooh. Two old women die. And 
little boys get their faces slashed. Uh, None of this is ever mentioned again, P.S., because Tess doesn't care. Um, But that sounds brutal to me. Really awful. So, like, actual babies and old women are killed and little boys are disfigured. It's... The whole place would just be shut down immediately. Of course it there, there would. There would be no book to have. Like, no. You remember when someone, a girl died at Alton Towers last year? Mm-hmm. And uh, that was due to one fault on one thing. Um, and I think everyone else was kind of okay. And she, oh, did she, she just lost her legs, didn't she? Just. I thought that was a, in Blackpool. And it was one of those, that's the big tower that go, you go right up to the top and then you drop suddenly and didn't a rope wrap around somebody's leg and it ripped their leg off. Oh, I did. And it was obviously a complete, fluke terrible accident i thought it was alton towers and i feel like that wasn't the story at all and you oh, maybe made it that in your <laughs> no that definitely did happen but Ooh. it might have been a long time ago well i feel like one person had one accident on one thing at alton towers last year and it was closed for months yeah and they only they have to investigate everything yeah check everything works and yeah so because fun fairs are generally a lot safer than like driving to the fun fair is more dangerous than going on the rides at the fun fair exactly or they wouldn't be able to do it no yeah because that's the point of them. It's it's like a haunted house, safe, right? Scary. It's a safe scare that you feel scared, but you know it's not scary. It's not really dangerous. Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't be fun. It would and, be horrible. And a car journey is not that. <laughs> it's not fun, but it is dangerous. <laughs> yeah, much more. We're stupid people, aren't we? We are stupid. We should just go on roller coasters everywhere. We should. There should be a giant roller coaster, <laughs> like a motorway, that you can get off at any of the points you yeah. need to. Oh, like an exit. It just they shoot you yeah. off one way or another. I'm into it. Let's pitch for some funding. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Um, okay, also, uh, Tess sees a figure in black sneaking out. Now, my mental image of that is that they're literally sneaking like a cartoon burglar. Yes. Like, the legs are going high, you know? Like the hamburglar. Yes. The McDonald's. I was like, what's character? a hamburglar? <laughs> <laughs> yes, like the hamburglar, yeah. with like a sack on their back. And a striking shirt. swag. Yeah, that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> swag so, has really changed meaning now. Swag. Yeah, that's true. So, the, the, she's a figure in black sneaking out. Um, here's an example. This is what I'm saying. The kids in this book... They're either heartless bitches or they're profoundly traumatised. Because, so Sherry Buchanan, who, remember, has, her face is destroyed, Gina says, oh, but I just saw Sherry and she was wearing a shirt like one I've got. I mean, Why? she's either really traumatised or she's horrible. Because also then Doss says, oh, a kid found Joey's leg. He doesn't even say it jokingly, he just says it. But then Tess is like, oh, he's an insensitive clod. But why doesn't she think that about Gina? Gina's comment's just as horrible. If she, like, imagine if we just heard that someone had died and I was like, oh my god, I've got those shoes. You'd be like, Kirsty, fuck. (laughs) Either you're secretly awful or you're really upset, but, you know, traumatised by this. They make quite a lot of the purple jumper as well, which Mm -hmm. is quite unusual because it really doesn't go anywhere. Apart from some person's... Later on, it's like, why don't you put that jumper on? And she's like, oh, God, no. I was like, well, it wasn't the reason she died. I know, I don't know if they're trying to make it that that shows that they're upset. Anyway, it doesn't fucking work. Also, imagine just finding someone's leg. Some kid found his leg. What? That's horrible. How far away was the leg flung? Well, I know. I feel like it'd be in the vicinity. Yeah, just, oh. I mean, it's pretty finding a leg. I just feel like there's some quite actually upsetting things in this, but they are just papered over and pushed aside, and the really stupid, unupsetting things are very much foregrounded. Yep, I agree. But we'll get into all of that. Okay, so then we have what I have labelled the shitty Scooby gang. So it's this group of mediocre people. (laughs) 
like Scooby-Doo gang, but shitty. They all convene, um, and they correspond to the eight people on the board of the boardwalk. So the boardwalk, as an organisation, has a kind of managerial board, and the children of those people are all friends. Or yeah. Well, I don't know if they actually like each other, but they all come together. Um, except for Doss's dad, because he lost all his money and got kicked off the board. Plot point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can see worth that... Worth remembering. Yeah, that these things are important for the story. <laughs> story, in inverted commas. Um, the fact that money means you get kicked off, kicked off... Lack of the money means you get kicked off the board, and also that they are the kids of the people on the board. And I feel like this is a, probably a good point to bring in my list of characters <laughs> in this book. Okay. Because we've already got a bunch of people who've lost, who've been maimed, um, and then all the characters. So this is the exhaustive list of the characters in this the point horror book which by the way how many pages has it got it's 136 pages sorry 163 pages yeah in big font in big font and here are all the characters Tess Landers Dade Lewis Cherie Buchanan Joey Furman Gina Jambone Mr. Jambone Mr. Dart the first Mrs. Landers Guy Joe Landers Guy Joe Landers Jr. Shelley Doss Beecham Robert Rapp aka Beak Sam Oliver, Candace Oliver, Mrs. Oliver, Dr. Oliver, Trudy Slaughter, Mr. Slaughter, Debbie Worcester, Madame Suska. And these people all are mentioned all and mentioned. have lines. Martha who runs the shooting gallery, Police Chief Chalmers, Police Chief Police Chalmers. Chief. <laughs> Police Chief. <laughs> kind of difficult to say. <laughs> Lila O'Hare, Tolly O'Hare, Buddy the Banker, Boz the Police Desk Sergeant, Trilby the Cat, Jim Mancini, and the entire rest of the Boardwalk Director's Board. That is 35 characters <laughs> in a 163 page book. So like every few pages, a new character. Oh, so many. I was, so many. By page six, I was so confused. No wonder you forgot Tess's name. Yeah, it's just like, there are so many of them. <sighs> There's way too many, and most of them do nothing. I feel like... Someone should have dialed that back. An editor should have said, there's too many. Yeah, I know. Because you don't need to have eight people on the board. They could have had four. Exactly. And it wouldn't have shortened the book any either. No. It would have just made it like less like there's all these people being introduced to do nothing. <laughs> anyway, so. Then Guy Joe appears and we're reminded, again, in case we've forgotten, in case we have some kind of brain damage I guess and can't remember things um, Tess is annoyed at him for staying with their dad um, we're only on page 16 by the way so just in the last 16 pages if you'd forgotten that she was annoyed because I don't know maybe you're reading this as part of your before bed book because you know you're 12 and then you're just reading a chapter a night who knows anyway we're reminded um, we also meet Trudy Slaughter who you mentioned and I love that name um, I quite like Trudy, because for once, we have a fat character. Well, she's big-boned, apparently, okay. but she's fat, which is good, because we hardly ever have fat characters in Point Horror, which is unrealistic. And on that point, actually, um, I would like to read this out about Candace Oliver, who is Sam Oliver's sister. Mm -hmm. um, she's a pale, thin, blonde girl. Candace never wore jeans, and the pink dress she was wearing now was much too large for her, billowing around her like a tent. 
A heavy hand with an eyebrow pencil made her look far more ferocious than she really was. Tess couldn't understand why Mrs. Oliver, who was tall, beautiful, and very elegant, never took the time to teach her own daughter about clothes and makeup. But tonight, that didn't seem very important. Now, I thought that was quite an interesting point, that Tess, our main character, judged Candace on her perceived lack of glamour compared to her mum, but then in the face of something actually happening, that dissolved as a thing. She just didn't care anymore. Well, she still takes time to mention it. Well, Diane Ho <laughs> takes time to mention it. But yeah, I thought that was a nice little, like, oh, I've judged her, but now that seems stupid. Maybe. But I also think a, a big oversized pink dress and strong brows sounds really cool. Great. I imagine she looks like Chloe Sevigny. Oh, yeah, I can see that now. Yeah. Brows so... are back in. She's just being judgmental, and she's the stylish one, actually. Tess. Fuck like you. Tess is so basic. She's such a basic bitch, and she slags off everyone who's not basic. You love all of the clothes in Point Horror Books. Yes, I do. Because <laughs> they're always wearing hot pink dresses, and I love a hot pink dress. Yeah, chartreuse dress. Exactly. And strong brows. I've never seen you wear a hot pink dress. I, yeah, I do. I'll wear it next time I see okay. you. Okay. <laughs> It's an Aussie Clark hot pink. Oh. I like floaty 70s kind of. I got it in a charity shop, obviously. But, um, yeah. I'll wear that next time. <laughs> it's very rustly, so you guys will be able to hear it. Oh, God. <laughs> <I'm> recording. <laughs> okay, so. Trudy Slaughter. She's big boned. She's popular, but she's kind of a brat. She's quite tantrum-y. Um, also, I like this about her. Later, someone says, oh, do you want to go and do this thing? And she's like, well, I don't know. I've got plans. I was going to sleep all day. Uh, she doesn't give a fuck <laughs> she's awful though later uh, on yeah also do you think that name's a bit on the nose Slaughter. I mean it is a name is it yeah like Karen Slaughter the crime writer that's oh. her real name no it is it can't it be. is well this takes she me back. it is this it takes is a real me back name. to Miss Pie my cooking teacher oh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder that that there's a name for that is it nominative determinism oh that there's a theory that what name you have determines what you end up doing. So oh. if you're called Karen Slaughter, then of course you will write crime novels. If you're called Miss Pie, of course you'll be into cooking. By that maxim, I should be a tennis player. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, a sword fighter. That's oh, what yeah. I would think of as a Oh, parry. my God. My little nephew does um, sword fighting. <sighs> there you go. There, oh, my God. There's my proof. That's all I need. One so person. what's a Logan? Uh, Wolverine. Or Berry. <laughs> Oh yeah, I should be made of berries. I should make jam. <laughs> You've got red hair. That's why. Is it the colour of Logan berries? Are know. they blue? Are they? Got blue, blue eyes. Blue dress. There we go. It's, I'm really reaching. I'm seriously fucking reaching now. Okay. Um, so, Tess tells the shitty Scooby gang that she saw someone running away. That's, I know that's not very interesting, but I feel like we need to know that. So then we go into the killer's point of view, and we have alternate chapters from the killer's point of view. Very interesting, mm-hmm. I thought. Do you? I liked it. Oh, God. We're not going to agree on this. <laughs> okay. So the killer, or the, the unsub, if we want to do criminal minds lingo, the, unno- the unknown subject. Oh. Can you tell I watch trashy crime yes. shows in my free time? Yes, um, So... The killer has found Lila O'Hare's journal. And from the journal, we learn that Lila and Tully owned the boardwalk. Um, but, there are, but then the killer says, but there are no O'Hare's in all of Santa Luisa where they live. Which I'm like, is that normal? 
Like, I'm from a small town, and I did not know the surname of everyone in the town. And this was before the internet. Yeah, so how on earth would they know that? <laughs> Maybe they've had a lot of time on their hands. I mean, how do they find that out? Anyway. so this... like pages? <laughs> um, anyway, so over the book, these kind of journal entries, the killer point of views develop. Um, we find out that Tully killed himself in the one of the rides at the boardwalk, and then Lila had to give up her baby to a rich family who bought the boardwalk. So of course, one of the eight shitty Scoobies is their kid. So one of the eight is not their parents' biological child. Um, and whoever did this kept her journal and put it in the attic for some reason. Yeah. Which does not make sense. Everyone in this book's stupid. Yeah. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Just close the place down. Close down. And also, like, themselves. if you have bought a baby illegally, don't keep a document that says you've done it. <laughs> don't keep a diary. Just but... don't <laughs> stick it in a box in the attic. Things don't cease to exist when we're in the attic. When we're in the attic. When they're in the attic. I have no idea what's in there. We've put lots of things in there and I can't recall what they are. Evidence of all the babies that you bought. Or sold. Or sold. Who knows? Maybe I'll go up there and do a little point of view chapter. I've done none of that. (laughs) Just to clarify. Just just ugly lamps. Legal disclaimer. (laughs) It's just ugly lamps that came with the flat. So. Oh God, I've also got to point out at this point. Diane Ho... I'm sure you're a lovely person, but you have never seen an adjective that you did not like. Because every... <laughs> why why have one adjective when you can have three? <laughs> I feel like you're going to give us an example so, here. Yeah, we've got... So we've got tall, thick bushes. Tall, thick bushes. As opposed to tall. thin bushes. <laughs> a small black metal gate. <laughs> A heavy oval table. Now, also, the next time the table's mentioned, we're reminded that it's oval. This has no relevance to anything. We were given, in the last book that we covered, um, Twins, by Caroline B. Cooney, someone had a queer oval mouth. Oh, yeah. No, it's a queer oval table. Do you think they're given a list of things that they've got to try and get in <laughs> when they sign up as like a... Bingo. You could play bingo. Yeah. Oh. Black eyes, oval. <laughs> White blonde hair. Yes. No, that's oh just R.L. Stein. We're going to have to do point horror bingo. <gasps> yeah. Oh, God. Yes. 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 Okay, anyway, I'm not even finished. I'm not going to do all of them because we'd be here all day. We've got a heavy brass poker as opposed to a flimsy brass <laughs> poker. Um... A white brick fireplace, a small wood panelled office, a short stubby candle, as opposed to a tall, tall stubby, stubby candle. candle. Oh, fucking no. Um, also, a blue and white tea kettle, and much time is spent telling us that the tea kettle is blue and white. This has no relevance to anything at all. Also, I feel like all of those things you mentioned, if you hadn't described them, that's how I would have imagined them anyway. Yeah. Like a small black metal gate. That's how yeah, you would you imagine a gate to me. That's exactly what I or would Or if imagine. someone says poker, you think a poker is heavy. Yeah. Or... It's one of those aluminium pokers they've got now. Just really light. <laughs> just really work. Or just... Or why, but why does it matter? Why does it matter that it's a short, stubby candle? There's Word no count. relevance to anything. Oh, Word count. of course. That's why there's so many characters. Out. We figured it out. We're just trying to pad out Busted. this very thin plot. <laughs> anyway. So then... Amongst the adjectives, Tess goes home to the shadows mm. because her stepmother is in Europe. 
having a great you, time, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure she is. So Tess is home alone. And then the first thing that happens is a note with a stupid rhyme gets put under the door. I love a stupid rhyme. Because can I also say, in, in almost all of these point horror books, when the killer threatens you, they threaten you in such a childish way. <laughs> like, just knock on the door and fucking punch her in the face. Why are you putting a stupid note with a poem on it under the door? Written in purple magic marker. Which, again, there's no relevance to this. No. It's not important. Why is it purple? <laughs> they wrote it in crayon. He wrote it in his own shit. That would be much that would more be terrifying. Way more gross. And it creepier. Be, that's going to be in the story I wrote. I don't know if you can do that in a point horror. The shit house is going to be gone. <laughs> anyway, so there's a bit that I thought was maybe the only good bit in the whole book. So she, of course she calls the police, which is quite sensible. Yes. Um, the the cop he calls her little lady. He says that she's pretty, which I don't think they can do that. Um, he says, "Oh, is that a love note?" Um, says it's nothing, says that she's just attention-seeking. Implies that she's just having a fight with her boyfriend. Exactly. So, to be fair, although I think Tess is an idiot, she's also surrounded by idiots. Yes. Literally everyone in this book is stupid. Nobody makes a sensible decision at any point. No. Well, actually, to be fair, her first and only sensible decision is to call the police, and that doesn't go very well And I think in her defence. Lila O'Hare makes a tough socio-economic decision mm. that's perhaps a good one given her limited mm. circumstances although know? it doesn't work out very well but she couldn't mm. have known yeah, that she couldn't have known true mm-hmm. so then um she meets up with gina and gina says that someone hanged himself at the fun house long ago although it says hung because it's american oh. someone hung himself oh which, um... Someone just had a massive Here we say, there. I know. <laughs> Someone was hung. Woof! <laughs> here we say hanged. Oh. Um, there you go. Today's grammar lesson <laughs> brought to you by Kirsty Logan. Um, so then, she stays at Gina's house, which is, again, quite sensible, because obviously someone's bothering her at her house, and borrows her cat. Plot point. Plot point alert. Plot point. <laughs> so she's got a cat now. Great, um, great name. Trilby. It's quite good. I think that's a good name for a cat. Do you know that that's named, that's a character in a book, Trilby, which is the same book that Svengali comes from? Oh. So Trilby is like a, was a kind of young, beautiful, uh, naive woman who is under the control of a character who's called Svengali. I didn't know that. Uh, So when did the hat come? I think the hat came after. Oh. Because Trilby, the book was very popular, and lots of things were named after, and unless I'm mixing this up with something else, I don't think I am, because I found it really fascinating and I want to put it in a book, um, but I'm just going to say it on the podcast, because <laughs> why not? Um, she was really popular, and it, the hat was named after her, and also you could buy ice creams in the shape of her foot. Are you going to tell us the name of the book, or is this some sort of suspense? I can't remember it. Ah, okay. I think it might be called Trilby, but I might be wrong. Okay, do your homework, kids. I know. Um, well, I didn't realise I was going to bring it up. <laughs> so I didn't prepare. It just I, popped into my head. I feel like this is a good uh, point uh, to bring up. I had a hard relate to our main character, who sort of has a weird relationship with her boyfriend, Sam Oliver. Like, they don't really like each other and they seem to break up quite a lot. Um, but she said this about him. It would be nice, when she was feeling so sick inside, to let Sam take over. But that would just reinforce enforce his notion that she needed looking after. Even though sometimes, like that night, she wouldn't have minded letting him decide things for her, she certainly wouldn't admit that to him. If he wanted someone to take care of, let him buy a puppy. Mm. That 
is exactly the sort of self-destructive and unnecessary <laughs> ridiculousness that I will do. I'm like, don't mm. help me. I don't want you to think I need help when I absolutely need help. So I hard related there. Maybe that's why I like Tess more than you. Maybe. I also like the voices that you do. That's the voice that you do when you're taking the piss out of yourself. Yeah. And then you do a different voice when you're taking the piss out of David. Yes. I like that. Yeah, we're, we're distinct whiny people. We need to have distinct whiny <laughs> voices. voices. Yeah. That's true. I do feel like you're making this book sound better than I think it is. <laughs> but maybe I was harsh on it. Because I remember loving it as a kid and then I was reading it again and I was like, what is this shit? <laughs> I remember this as being much better. I think it's really bad, but I think it's got some good bits. Yeah, that's true. There's also a point as well where I hard related because there was an organisational shit show. And you know when you've got people and they're all trying to help too much and everyone's like, well, I'll go. And then someone's like, wait, but if you go, then this will happen. And then someone goes, no, but I've got my shoes off. And and then she just ends up going, I'll go. And I'm like, I'm that person who goes, oh, shut up, I'll go. I'll I'll go and do it. So, yeah, I like like Tess. You quite like Tess. Oh, I don't like her. I don't don't think that you're a selfish bitch like I think she is. Oh, thanks, mate. That's all right. (laughs) I don't think I am either. It's the nicest thing a British person will ever say. I don't think you're a selfish bitch. I don't think you're that bad. I can tolerate you. Yeah. Anyway, so then Shitty Scooby Gang all go to the fun house. Um, Tess... Is stupid. Don't, stupid. Don't go there. Why are they going there? Don't then? go back to the fucking place people have had their faces caved in. Why isn't it closed? Why, do, why is the parental... Well, the parents want them to go, don't they, for, for money. Yeah. Because they encourage all the kids to go and hang out there because people aren't going, so they're not earning as much money from the boardwalk. Yes, this book is very much based on finances. It is really... Very economically based. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they're in the funhouse and Tess loses her key case, which I guess is a thing that people have. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Purse, you mean? No, key it's case. definitely says a key case and it is red leather with her initials on. Oh, what a fucking posher. Spoiled, yeah. Imagine Whoa. having that as a kid. Fucking posher. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was what I was thinking, but I wasn't going to say it. But if we're going there, fucking posher. Um, anyone listening who has a leather key case with their initials on it, um, I'm sure you're a lovely person, but you're a posho. You're a posho. <laughs> <laughs> and we will mock you. Um, so then also, oh yeah, and I've also written, well, she's also got a housekeeper and she calls her dad father, so oh. I shouldn't have been surprised that she was a posho. Oh. Yeah, anyway. So anyway, Gina goes to get the key case. And what's happened is that there's a room in the funhouse where there's all these big spinning discs on the floor and you have to make your way across without falling over. And one of the discs is missing. And Gina falls through the hole and breaks her leg. I feel like there's a real mechanical issue here because it says that the holes between the circles are toothpick-sized. So the gaps between the circles are toothpick-sized. I can't picture how big the circles are. No. And also, I imagine it's quite dark inside the funhouse. And I imagine that it's light outside. So if one of these discs was removed, it would be so obvious because light would stream in through it. So you'd have to be registered blind or a complete fucktard to jump through this thing. To fall through. Yeah. It's really confusing. I just feel like mechanically, if if it's a toothpick-sized gap, how are you going to lever it up? How's it going to come up? A toothpick sized is incredibly small. That's, unless it means the length of a toothpick, which well, again is a weird, weird thing to so, describe. So, I know, it's weird. I do really like that um, she falls down and then they all go over to Gina and then we get this line. It's broken, volunteered Sam, whose father was a doctor. 
It's not. It's not genetic. <laughs> it doesn't mean you're a doctor. <laughs> you, know, you know that you have to go through medical training, right? How would you know it's broken? You'd be like, oh, it's fucked. Your legs fucked. <laughs> go to a doctor. Yeah, you would be like, I'll diagnose you. My father's an engineer, so I'll build that bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my brother's a DJ, so clearly I can DJ. <laughs> what? Okay. I have to say, actually, there's another thing in this that I have a real, like, mechanical issue with. So, what a great phrase. Mechanical. <laughs> <laughs> mechanical issue. Mechanical issue. Mechanical issue. Uh, it's like robot porn. Mechanical oh, issue. Oh, yeah. Um, where did that come from? I know. My God, been I don't know. I mean, I have been spending a lot of time on the internet. So, <laughs> so we're talking about Beak as being a kind of prankster, a jolly japester, which I never find amusing. Practical jokes aren't fucking funny. No. And here's why practical jokes aren't funny. Because when you tell someone a joke, the joy is that they find it funny. But a practical joke, the person who plays the joke finds it funny. But the person who the joke is played upon doesn't particularly find it funny. No. Which is why I don't think that they're funny. No. They're just mean. Anyway. So he's a jolly japester. And it says, quote, He once replaced a kettle of soup in the cafeteria with a pot of glue. What? That doesn't make sense. No. So people ate glue. But also... They'd die, wouldn't A they? kettle of soup in a cafeteria is big. How? So either there's an enormous pot of glue or a tiny pot of soup. And how do you get the soup out into the bowl with a ladle? During which process you would absolutely see that it's not tomato soup or whatever. It's not. It wouldn't even be the right consistency. You wouldn't or, even get the ladle in. Or he's somehow tipped the soup out and put glue in instead. And then made it look like soup. That's just a monstrous waste of school resources. It's a waste of soup. If you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> a waste of soup and glue. Yeah. What an idiot. I just don't it doesn't make sense. He also had poured a thick layer of honey into every pair of track shoes worn by his teammates. He's the fucking worst. Again, honey is very expensive. <laughs> and track shoes even very more so. expensive. What a dick. You just that's not funny. Why is that funny? You wouldn't then put your foot in the shoe and then be like, oh, I'm stuck to it, would you? Because you'd just look at them and be like, there's fucking well, honey all over my shoes. So I don't... Anyway, I don't like these pranks. So you've, you've wasted soup and glue and honey and ruined someone's shoes. And then we're told he has tied two dozen aluminium cans to the back of a school bus. It's not even funny. It's just it's not, fine. It's not it's just getting annoying. in the way of anything, is it? Um, and had once come to American history class on stilts. Oh, God. Again, it's not inconveniencing anyone else. It's not funny. It'd just be like, take the stilts off. Because then down. we can just do the lesson. How would you get in the classroom, even? So I you're don't... walking around school corridors on your own on stilts. I feel like a small child might find that funny. I don't think a teenager would. No. Were we just very sensible? I don't think I was very sensible. I think I was an idiot teenager. This is the latest in a long line of um, teenage boy characters doing stupid things that aren't funny. Mm -hmm. Like um, David Bender <laughs> throwing himself onto the floor all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... Maybe they do this in America? Surely not. What? Just fall down? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't like it. Maybe. Like maybe it. this is where Jackass came from. Oh, maybe. But I feel like the teenage boys that I knew when I was a teenager, they didn't do shit like that. And Jackass, they hurt themselves at least, which is funny. Is it? I well, I just don't know. 
Anyway, oh yeah, I also have to mention the emotional responses in this book I've already mentioned are odd. And the other thing that is odd that Tess thinks to herself, it's worse for the parents. And you're like, worse than who? Worse than it is for her? Or worse than it is for the kids who've had their faces destroyed and have one leg? Because I think it's worse for them, actually. Although I will say, I think the point is that hurting the kids hurts the parents more than hurting the parents would hurt the parents. Because I think if you had a kid, you'd rather be hurt than them. Well, that's true, but it doesn't say that. It says it's worse for the parents. (laughs) I just think... I'm trying to be incredibly generous. I know you are. Because I also initially read it as she's saying, like, it's worse for the parents than it is for me. And I was like, how self-absorbed are you? Yeah, of course it is. (laughs) Okay, well, that would be the more generous interpretation. Although it's not in the book. Although it's not in the book. it's a stupid But it's better. Anyway, back to the story. Fuck story so then Tess gets home and there's a dead cat on a lamppost um but it's not it's just a toy it's not yeah it's um, not filming. also then... for, for once the cat doesn't die I know I know anyway <laughs> I don't even want to dig into this plot but then her car tires get slashed and then she walks through the woods because she's an idiot she's an idiot she's like it's safer to walk through the woods than on the road. And you're like, is it? No, it's not. I don't think in it is. any stretch of the imagination. That's really stupid. Can I just bring up a thing that we've glossed over? Um, when Jean is in the hospital uh, and they are visiting her, she says something that I think is really funny. Uh, she's got a broken leg, remember? She says, I like this leg. You might even say I'm attached to it. And I was like, that's good. I think is that's it? really good. Is it good? It made me laugh. It's like and... a dad joke. I don't like a dad joke. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I will be making that joke. I will be going out and breaking my leg. <laughs> just so you can make that joke. Just so I can make that joke again. Wow. And you better laugh. Oh my god, I will <laughs> laugh like wind chimes. I will <laughs> laugh like a frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, she's walking through the woods like a moron. Someone follows her and pushes her in a hole. The hole is in Trudy's garden. Because reasons. Um, and Trudy's dad, Mr. Mr. Slaughter, Slaughter, he pulls Tess out and doesn't slaughter her. Shame. And uh, that's the end of that bit. No, <laughs> none of these things come to anything, by the way. They're just things that happen. They don't, they don't mean anything. So then um, so they all have a beach party. All the shitty Scooby gang have a beach party. Um, she tries to tell Sam that she has noticed that the kids who've got hurt the worst were the kids of the board members. Um, except that doesn't actually work because a mother and baby died and the small boys got their faces slashed and the old ladies also apparently died, so I don't really understand where her logic is coming from. Yeah. Because apparently she thinks... That's what, I don't know what she's thinking. What is she thinking? I will say, in defence of Tess right now, um, she keep saying no let's not go to the boardwalk and then everyone is so adamant that they will that so she sort of gets like glommed into it yeah um glommed into the pack if you will and then um in an amazing sort of meta textual part they're having this beach party and she says um no she wasn't going near the water a drowning would make a great accident wouldn't it and i was like thank god for once (laughs) A character realises that going near the water <laughs> when loads of people have been killed is a stupid idea. Because usually they just go swimming in the dark with a stranger mm. on a deserted beach and then end up half dead and you're like, well, you know, you should have seen it coming. So I was yeah. like, thank God, Tess Landers, you've read Point Horror, you know what happens. That's true, that's true. Well, she did go wandering off into the woods. 
Maybe that was her learning moment. Maybe, maybe it was. Anyway, so she goes for a walk on the beach, and in the sand she finds a stone from a class ring. Don't know what that is. I have American sense. Some kind of ring with a stone in, I'm assuming. It must be. I don't know how she knows it's a stone from a class ring, not just a stone from anything, from a necklace. Maybe they're really distinct. I don't fucking... Anyway, I don't know. So a lot of these plot points turn on things that mechanically I'm like, meh, okay. It doesn't really work. Um, Also, they all get tomaine poisoning, Mm. which, okay. From brownies. What's tomaine poisoning? Okay. (laughs) Maybe it's... Yeah, I don't... I don't know. Potomine. <laughs> Which I assume is pronounced domain. Like, Ptolemy. <laughs> Pterodactyl. <laughs> so they Maybe all get pterodactyl poisoning. Dinosaur poisoning. From these brownies. Um, also, they make a really big fuss, because they're all sick, obviously, from this, some kind of food poisoning. Um, they make a big fuss. They're like, it's not drugs and it's not booze. And everyone else is like, yeah, you're right, they've got no drugs or booze here. And I'm like, what kind of teenagers are you? You're having a beach party, you're not even having a beer, really? I really like They're 17. Oh, Americans are really, like, strict on that. Don't, oh, are they? Don't forget, they can't drink till they're 21. Jesus, okay. So that's like us drinking at 12, which didn't happen in my town. <laughs> I feel like for everyone in the UK, by the time you get to 21, you're like, I'm sick of I drinking. I can never drink I again. I never want to drink <laughs> yes. again. Please, please take me away from this. Um, but yeah, so I think... They're a bit puritanical, oh. a lot more puritanical than we are, and that's not to say that people don't drink, but I think it's sort of more regular. I feel like they would smoke a joint or something, surely. I did like a bit where um, one of the parents like, well, is like, well, we've always considered that little Johnny might get into drugs and all this, and I was like, oh, that's quite, a, you're quite woke. <laughs> you sort of know what's going on, you know what I mean? Usually they're like, well, they would never touch a drop of beer, and these yeah. ones are like, well, we thought well, it might yeah, okay, I also want to say, uh, this insane poisoning that they have, uh, John Joe, John Joe, Guy Joe Junior. I can't John. believe you forgot that amazing name. John I'm going to have ten kids just to call them all Guy Joe One, Guy Joe Two, Guy Joe Three. John Joe, Brian Joe, Andy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Go through. The no, it has to only be one syllable. I can't have Brian. Oh yeah, Brian Joe. Brian Joe. <laughs> um, so Guy Joe Junior um, is poisoned. One of the people is poisoned, and it says. His pain was so great that he'd bitten through his bottom lip. I know. Mm. Like, all the way through. Mm, like, I've accidentally, like, bitten down on my lip and made it bleed, but not through. through. Oh, you're self-piercing at Ooh. the point. That's really intense, I think. You'd need to have some strong teeth. It made me recoil. Maybe he's got vampire teeth. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Um, anyway, so we're coming near the end of the book now, so... Oh, um, can I... Can I oh, yeah. Oh, no, you go on. No, you tell me first. I... So, very soon, she's allowed to borrow her dad's car. In fact, he insists that she takes her car. And it's a Mercedes. And I've written in capital letters here, how come you're allowed to drive your dad's Merc? I'm 31 years old, and my dad will still not let me drive his car, which is a Volkswagen Jetta. It is Aww. not a Mercedes. And I I found this with all these books. I'm like, how come you're, you're 16 years old, and you're allowed to drive what will always be like a BMW or a Merc? Or well, whatever but they're they, so or rich. He's probably got... Five Mercedes's. It's like when you watch My Super Sweet Sixteen. You remember that show? Yeah, but aren't they all ludicrously rich? Ludicrously rich, and they have a tantrum because they don't get the right type of like, um, like Jaguar or American equivalent. I wanted a pink one, and I got a white well, I brand think that's new. What these characters are all like. hundred twenty thousand pound car, and you're like, oh god. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe they're a lot more awful than I'm, than I'm giving I think them credit all for. Spoiled brats, personally. <laughs> that's just me. Anyway, so. 
We're coming to the climax. So here we go. At her dad's house, father's house, um, she finds the following. Tess finds the following things. A ring without a stone, a key case, a napkin from the beach party, and a purple pen. Mm. It's the killer's keepsakes. Who do you think the killer is? Well, you know who it is. Who do you think suspicion has fallen upon? Mm. I mean, none of them, because they're all so bland that we don't really care. And there are too many of them, and there's not enough plot to go around, so you haven't mm. really... I, mm, I don't know who I think it was at this point. I know who it is now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, so I'll tell you. Do, do me a countdown. Three, two... <laughs> One. No, I meant did it, did it. Oh, really? <laughs> then you say the countdown. <laughs> no, I it's not a countdown. Okay. okay, give me the countdown noise. Did it, did it, did it, It's Guy Joe Junior. <gasps> he's probably angry that he's got such a stupid name. Um, gotcha, he also does an absolute Scooby Doo confession just to like tie in with our whole Scooby thing that we're doing. Here's what he says. <laughs> I love this. Yes, I did it. He said triumphantly. I did all of it. And it was easy. So easy. This town is full of fools. Greedy fools. They wouldn't close the boardwalk because they were afraid of losing a few dollars. They made it so easy for me. You always go into a Vincent Price voice <laughs> at the end of these quotes. I, I like love that's it. That's how it's written. Anyway, <laughs> so she doesn't quite understand it because <laughs> Tess then goes over everything. So she's like, Gaijo Jr., you pushed me? And he's like, yes, I did. And then she's like, Gaijo Jr., you poisoned the brownies? And he's like, yes, yes I did. Yes, that was me. <laughs> and then she's like, Gaijo Jr., you looked at the disc? And he's like, fucking yes! I'm I just saying, told you. I'm confessing. I'm confessing to you don't everything. don't have to go through all of the things. I already <laughs> left this completely unnecessary shrine to all my crimes in a place where it would definitely be of, have been found by his dad already because mm-hmm. it's his dad's car. Oh, it makes no sense at no, all. No, it was in the house. in the house, all the things. Then why does she find it when she goes to borrow dad's car? No, she finds it in his house. Ah, okay. Um, anyway. Yes, he fucking did all the things. <laughs> because anyway. he's baby O'Hare. Yes. So he finds out that his dad bought him, mm-hmm. and then they drove uh, his real mum to suicide. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't give her all the money that she was supposed to have, and they didn't really help her out of that situation, so... Both his mum and his dad killed themselves in the mm-hmm. funhouse because of all these rich fucks um, being dicks to them. Yep. And anyway, that's not even the end of the story because then, obviously now Gaijo Jr. has to kill Tess. Oh. So he takes her to the funhouse and he makes her take off her shoes, which kind of seems like she can't walk now, mm. which is weird. She's, she's like, she's... I can't stand on that floor. And you're like, yeah, she's like really helpless good. with no shoes on, which I'm like, would that not help you grip with no shoes on? <laughs> she's got no feet. I don't know. She's obviously got some kind of magical <laughs> magnet shoes. I don't really understand. Anyway, Why does one purchase these magical magnet shoes? I don't know. I want some. Sounds good. Um, walk up buildings. Absolutely. It would be clocks. <laughs> Magic steps. They do the sort of thing. <laughs> anyway, this is my favourite um, destroy, uh, destroy, oh, destruction of a... Um, I remember I did that when I was at uni and I was in my final year and I'd kind of lost my mind trying to do my dissertation. And I remember I came into the kitchen and said to my flatmate, is it, is it um, accurate to say in this book that fire represents both destroyal and renewal? <laughs> and she was like, well, no, because destroyal is not a word. And I was like, yeah, but it's the opposite of um, renewal, so it goes destroyal. And then and she was like, Kirsty, it's destruction, destroyal is not a word. And I was like, yes, it is. Why are you being like this? And I actually had to go and look it up in the dictionary because I would not believe that destroyal was not a word. Wow. 
Wow. So that's where my head was at. It reminds me of my very good friend Eva, who is German, um, and she once said yoga destructor instead of yoga instructor to me, and it was one of the best days of my life. Yoga destructor. I, do you know what I love? Annie likes Jeremy Kyle, which oh, no. I hate, because no. it's just shouting, it gives me a headache. But what I love about that is that they quite often call it a lie detester. <laughs> <laughs> And even better, they sometimes go, I want a lie detester text. (laughs) (laughs) And I like that. It should be called a lie detester. So you just get a random text that tells you how much they hate lying. Yeah. You should not be lying. I detested detested. your lies. I also just want to say that um, we live around the corner from a bus depot, and Eva once called it the bus deposit, which it should be called. It should be called. I remember reading as a kid, Victoria, not Victoria novels, but... um, what she called Enid Blyton novels. Oh yeah, the girls at St Clair's, and they called the hospital wing the San, S A N dot, which was the sanatorium. But I read it as sanitary every time they go to the sanitary. Oh, mm. weird. Anyway, back to fun house. The whole lot of fun. So Tess <laughs> whips off her chain belt. Hello, and whips Guy Junior <laughs> with her chain belt, and then. While he's incapacitated, she lifts this metal floor disc, which apparently everybody can lift, and then he falls through and dies, kind of, even maybe? Though, even though d- didn't no kill. No. Yeah. Anyway, um, however, it turns out that he's not dead, because there's an epilogue that shows he's only in a coma, <gasps> and he will return. Oh. I mean, however, that was in 1991, and he is yet to return. Is there not a fun house, too? I don't believe there is. Fun house. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't as popular as anticipated. I mean, it is It is a shit book. <laughs> you said you liked it. There are parts of it I that like I quite liked. I feel like I've talked you out of it. There are parts of it I quite liked, but there's a dazzling array of characters that really don't need to be in the book. The plot is paper thin and full of holes. <laughs> and uh, it, the whole thing... I mean, I did sort of like the socioeconomic... Like, because they, the O'Hares must be Irish as well, mm-hmm. which meant they would have mm-hmm. been like quite low down on the social ladder in America. Mm-hmm. So, do you know, I mean, I quite like that little nod to history, uh, but it is it's just a terrible book. Yeah, it's quite bad. Let's go over the things. So, okay. stupid names. Oh, Gadjo Jr. And Gadjo Sr. So many stupid names in this. I mean, and Dos Beecham. Dos Beecham, Trudy Slaughter, Madame Suska, who's mentioned in passing and never I again. Know, and I feel like we just. Martha, who runs the shooting galleries. <laughs> just what a great oh I want to be Martha um, Jim Mancini Trilby the cat yeah I mean if it's a cat you can get away with a stupid name I suppose yeah Cherie Buchanan just makes me think of Neil Buchanan from Art Attack I don't like Cherie either yeah. um, so there's lots of American things in it we've got condominium again yep which now we know what that means yep it's an apartment you can buy yeah I feel like I've really been educated <laughs> um, there was also a mention of a carport Oh, is that just like where you park like your car? a roof? Oh, maybe. But not, not a garage, but like just a roof. It's very Jetsons, isn't it? I don't really understand what the point of it is. It's a carport. You fly your car yeah, like into an airport. It. Yeah. I know, I don't understand what a carport is. Um, there's also ski ball. What's ski ball? Oh, yeah, ski ball. What's ski ball? No, it sounds awful. It does. It sounds like something that would have fallen prey to the Me Too movement by now. Oh, they were playing ski ball. Oh, you know yeah. What I mean? And it's S K E E, not like skiing. So it's ski more like skeezy. Ball. Yeah. Skeezy ball. Oh, no. I don't know what it. ski ball is. Um, and also a class ring, which I don't know what that is. I'm just is it like a ring? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. A ring to show 
what year you graduated. I don't want people to know what year I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I put my year of birth in my email address, which is a, a, That's true. a mistake. That is a sort of thing that someone who's 21 does, and then when they're 31, really regrets it. Yeah, I think that's a mistake. Mm -hmm. Oh well. And Too late whole, now. I think the whole thing is quite American, in that we don't really have fun houses on the beach. Unless we live in Blackpool. Unless we live in Blackpool, then that's all we know. Yeah, that's our only <laughs> cultural link to that. There's also another thing, which I can only assume is an American thing, or a 90s thing, because, okay, quote, Tess hooked the black rubber phone grip over her shoulder. Phone she did the grip. what with the what? <laughs> <laughs> phone she grip? She hooked the black rubber phone grip over her shoulder. <laughs> what? I'm just imagining... A rubber glove that you have if you're really rich <laughs> to stop your car phone sliding out of your hand while you're driving. I'm imagining it's like a thing. So you know when you used to use the landline and you would like hold it against your shoulder if oh, you needed your hands. Yeah. But, so it must be some type of a thing to like make that easier. Absolutely unnecessary bit of gear. Just rich people stuff. Yeah. Hashtag rich people things. Oh yeah, let's make lists. More unnecessary objects to buy. <laughs> I don't know. You could probably get them Swarovskied. If you wanted. Anyway, oh, I don't well, know. You've made that a verb, haven't you? <laughs> Swarovski? Those little crystals. Yeah, but you made it into a verb. Oh yeah, I don't Swarovski. think it's a verb. I don't think it is. I just, <laughs> I just thought I would verb that noun. Um, so 90s things. At one point she listens to George Michael on her Walkman. Oh, she didn't know what? Which I liked. Oh. I really liked that. One of the first tapes I ever had was George Michael. My babysitter gave me it. My friend has just got a George Michael tattoo. Hi, Josh. <laughs> wow, that's cool. It's quite cool, actually. It's not his entire face. Oh, It's not boo. a Steve-O thing. It's like his more face on his bicep so he can kiss it. Oh, if only. That would be That'd cute. That would be lovely. So there's tons of fashion in this, much of which we've already mentioned. Um, I also, like, everything that Trudy wears sounds kind of awful but good. Mm -hmm. So, for example, we first see her in beige silk slacks over a red leotard. <laughs> what? It kind of sounds like, you know, fashion ugly. That lots of things that are high fashion, you look at them and you're like, that is disgusting. Awful. But it's yeah. very fashionable. Um, she also wears an expensive pink jumpsuit belted in rich leather. Oh. I don't know what makes it an expensive jumpsuit. Belted, belted. Like wearing a belt. It means oh, I think that just means she's got a belt rich on. Rich leather. She loves jumpsuits because later she wears an elegant yellow jumpsuit. Oh, I would wear that. I mean, I would wear the. I'll wear the pink one. I'll wear the the expensive. One with the belt, the pink oh, one. You can wear the yellow one. Yeah. Horrific sounding. That could yellow be our teenage scream <gasps> outfits. Yes. Uh, they also wear suits. matching blue Santa Luisa high windbreakers. Yeah, that's, that's a really American thing to be that into the high school that you go to. Like I would never. A school windbreaker. You wouldn't get me in a Romage comprehensive windbreaker, even if you paid me. No. I would barely keep the uniform on. No, I didn't even like wearing my school blazer. No, I threw mine in a bush once. Because <laughs> <laughs> my mum had to buy me a new one. Oh, you are the worst I, kid! Oh my god! I really don't like uniforms. Um, someone also wears a faded tan raincoat and matching hat, which I think is supposed a to be a... matching hat? A dowdy. Inspector Clouseau that wears that, doesn't he? Does he? Faded tan raincoat and a matching hat. Don't like that. It's not teen. So I, I was kind of into... Trudy's outfits, except then at one point she wears a pink jumper with a fat pink velvet bow in her hair, which oh, sounds awful. Right, Minnie Mouse, calm down. Fat pink velvet bow. Fat. <laughs> I'm imagining it's like a, that it just sits on the top of her head. 
Wasn't there a phase, like, last year where loads of kids were wearing, like, giant bows because of some YouTuber or something? Wow. Oh, I remember that. Wow. Hello, out-of-touch adult. <laughs> the one I find really weird is when people put a bow on their babies, but it doesn't, hasn't got any hair, so they have to kind of glue it on. Glue? <laughs> I don't think they glue it on. What do they do? Double-sided tape? What they, is it? They will it. To say that. Just ask it nicely. <laughs> Could you please? <laughs> I don't know how that works. Um, anyway, yeah, lots of fashion. Let's do our... Um, Top trumps. trumps. Too stupid to live heroin. Mmm, kind of. She she is a moron, but to be fair, so is everyone. Everyone in this book is so stupid and makes a series of incredibly stupid decisions. I feel like anyone who falls through a hole in an enclosed space <laughs> that must be dark is an idiot. Because they've fallen into a hole of light. Yeah. They must be stupid. They are. Also, just don't... I can't reiterate this enough. Don't go to the funhouse slash boardwalk where people keep getting killed. Mm -hmm. It is a health and safety hazard. (laughs) Where are the regulatory bodies again? Where are the fire (laughs) service? Who's in charge here? Who is in charge? These... Also, I quite like that it's a sort of anti-capitalist mm-hmm. thing because all they care about is money, which is why their kids end up dead. Um, and then they attempt to buy another human person, which is, you know, literal slavery in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the socioeconomic impact of that makes two people kill themselves. Yes, that's true. Maybe it's a really weirdly socialist Maybe. novel. You can read it on a few different levels yeah. if you want to. I mean, it's shit on all levels. But they, yeah. Uh, I mean, the only thing is she's so paper thin. Like, she's got no past she's got no likes or dislikes she's got no goals or desires she wants nothing she's from a broken home and that's all you need that's all you need to know about her that's literally it we know nothing at all about tess she is just a cardboard cutout interestingly we don't really have a sexy bad boy sociopath no sexy at all because sam was we don't know anything about him. We don't know why they broke up or anything. He's also a cardboard cutout. Don't know mm-hmm. anything about him. And then Gaijo Jr. is her brother. And also, you can't fancy someone called Gaijo Jr. Gaijo Jr. Gaijo Jr. Death toll. Ooh. Many. Yeah, loads. Many unnamed people. Can I just say, the level of collateral damage in Gaijo Jr.'s plan is incredible. High. What a stupid plan. Very high. Just, mo- just go and quietly murder each one of the kids. Because if your plan was to get the boardwalk shut down well it failed so wouldn't you continue to try and do that he doesn't try and do that again Mm -hmm. and if your plan is to kill the kids why are you doing the thing with the roller coaster (laughs) it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense why are you you doing the thing that could be a response to any point horror but why why are you doing this this? why are you doing this this doesn't even make sense your evil plan doesn't even make sense so we've got both O'Hares who've killed themselves Mm -hmm. Uh, we've got uh Person who died on the roller coaster, mm-hmm. face smashed in person. I'm gonna call them half, half a death. Yeah, and the, the leg lost. Lost a leg. Mm-hmm. That leg's dead yeah. for sure. Um, so we've got. Sorry, that looks obscene. Uh, we've got like four, potentially the mother and baby. I mean, it, all it says is that the roller coaster carriage like crashes smashed onto them. them. But you're like, that's gotta be dead. That's gotta be dead. That's gotta be a very hearty baby, otherwise. Yeah, hearty, <laughs> hearty. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, he was delicious and filling. He was like porridge. <laughs> that baby was made tomato of porridge. Tomato soup of baby. <laughs> Wait, because if you get the tomato soup, it might be glue. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> Careful. Glue baby. Careful. Oh, <laughs> glue baby. Um, we didn't have much of a queer subtext. 
No. I mean, there's no subtext of any kind. There's really. no text. <laughs> Loads of adjectives and character names. Loads of characters <laughs> being described. Um, is it good, though? Uh, no, I think it's stupid. I think it's not scary. I hate all the characters, including the police and the parents. Yeah, true. So, no, I don't think it's good. I also don't think it's good. I'd give it a two. Yeah, I would give it a two. Yeah, because it's not... There are worse ones. There are worse ones. There are more irritating ones. This yeah. is just sort of bland, isn't it? It's, it's like, just like... It's sort of stupid and not really scary or interesting. And you... To be fair, you can read it a bunch of times and you'll instantly forget it. So you could just own this one book. You could read just it. read it over and over every day and you'll you, instantly forget it. You could probably read it 35 times, one for each character. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, is it good, bad? Yeah. Well, I I've given it a three. I don't think it's entertaining enough to be good, bad. Really? Yeah. Unless you can just laugh at Gaijo Jr. Gaijo Jr. Gaijo Jr. Gaijo Jr. I, if that was my name, I would come into that at every point, just screaming like in a different intonation. You just like mumble it every time and then laugh at people going like, what did they just say? <laughs> I feel like if I had a, an unusual name, that's what I would do. Just mumble it just and see people going like, oh no, I don't know what she said. Oh no, though, because I've lived in a country where they didn't really understand my name and it gets really tired real oh, quick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, never mind. Let's not do that. Don't, I would say... Don't really read this book. No. I mean, if it's sitting there and you've got a spare hour, yeah, why not? I did read it in the sun and that was quite nice. I think that's why you liked it more than me. Just from a vitamin D. The sun made you happy. <laughs> vitamin D made yeah. me a lot yeah. more generous. So maybe not Maybe not with this one. Um, Kirsty, what will we be reading along next? So next we are doing a classic, <gasps> The Babysitter by R.L. Stein. The OG. The OG, the OG RL. Yeah. I would say <laughs> this is maybe the kind of prototypical point horror. Yeah. It and ticks it's, all the boxes. Um, one of our listeners has recently bought her first point horror t-shirt. <sighs> and I think it's the babysitter. It is. The and cover. it's very yeah. cool. Hi, Dr. Emma. Yes. <laughs> you have got a good t-shirt. You do. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you make, want to make sure you don't miss that episode, um, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher and Apple Podcasts and all those sorts of um, podcast apps. Uh, and you can leave us a review to tell people how great we are. We would love that very much. <laughs> Spread the word a little bit around your crew. Um, I don't know why I keep saying crew today. Yeah, Sorry about never that. heard you say that before. <laughs> I, it's definitely a thing with me. Okay. Um, can people get us on social media? Kirstie? They can. They can chat to us on twitter we are at teenage scream underscore and on instagram we are at teenage scream pod you can join in the conversation requests what other books we might do you can show us your point horror t-shirts if you've got one yes please have one all their bags all the bags i've got a point horror tote bag i will be posting pictures of that i I need to get something yeah Hmm. something a yellow jumpsuit yes and I'll get a pink one yes good plan good plan if you don't want to miss those purchases be sure to follow (laughs) us on social media Um, you can also find us on Patreon um, if you search for Teenage Screen Podcast Um, and there you can uh, if you're enjoying the podcast and you think that you would buy us a donut or a coffee in the street if you saw us. And if you um, see us in the street, we basically always want a coffee, coffee or and a donut. donut. Yeah, do do that. But if you can't, then a good way to help us towards the running costs of this podcast is to just sling us a couple of pounds here and there if you want to. Um, if not, no worries. We're going to keep making them because we love these regardless. Yes. And uh, don't forget, it will be 
uh, the babysitter next time. And yep. I'm really excited about that. Me too. Looking okay. forward to it. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.